0: Welcome to Elite Golf. I am Andrew Storm. I'm a golf coach based out of Omaha, Nebraska at Shadow Ridge Country Club. It is my passion to help you learn and understand any new tips or strategies that'll help you get just a little bit better. Listen to this segment and try and find just one thing, even one thing that will help you get a little bit better today. In this segment, I interview Nate Lashley. Nate has an amazing story. And a big part of it is that he won on the PGA Tour this previous year in 2019. He won the Rocket Mortgage Classic. And back in 2012, he was selling real estate and he had, he had quit golf. So I'm excited to hear Nate's story and how he has had this tremendous comeback. A couple... First off, I just wanted to start off and just, just give the listeners a little bit of background, a little bit about your story. I remember, you know, in high school, I, I followed you when you were in high school. Uh, I was, when I was like 11, 12, 13, I remember you were playing really well in AJGA events and even made it, I think, to like the quarterfinals of the U.S. Junior Am one year, which was a really big deal here in Nebraska. Um, then you went on to play at Arizona. Yep. And when you were there, you suffered a horrible tragedy. And then, then you went on to play professionally after college for a few years. You had, um, you had a period of time where you actually quit, you quit golf and you were just selling real estate. Then you started playing again. And in 2015, you were player of the year on the Latin American tour. You won three times. And then as you kept progressing, you were on the Corn Ferry Tour. You won in the Corn Ferry Tour in 2017, and then made it to the PGA Tour in 2018. Where then last year, you won the Rocket Mortgage Classic, shooting 25 under for four days, and you were the last person into the field of the event. You didn't even <laughs> find out you got into the event until just a day or two before, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, that was a wild week. It was. Um... You know, like I told a lot of people, you know, I'd been playing really well leading up to that week, and it was uh, it was just a relief that I got into the tournament. You know, usually when you're third alternate, you get in pretty easily to the tournament. There's usually a lot of withdrawals, and for some reason, that week there wasn't, and it came down to you know Tuesday, Wednesday, and then finally finding out that there was going to be another withdrawal and got into the tournament. So it was uh, it was a big relief, and I took full advantage. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you started off, I remember you shot like 63 in the first round. Yeah. Which which had to have just been, um, you know, obviously just starting the week off, not even know you're getting in the field, you start off with the lead. I mean, what was that like, just having the lead after the first round and and not even knowing you were going to be in the event the day before?
1: Yeah, like I said, it was wild, but... um... You know, I've been, like I said, I've been playing really well leading up to that. I played pretty well in the U.S. Open uh, a couple weeks prior, and then actually the week before I was first alternate, so I didn't get in to the tournament the week before the Travelers up in Connecticut. I was first alternate for that for that event, so, uh, you know, I, I was kind of right on that, that, that line, that edge of getting in and out of some tournaments, and luckily in Detroit I got in and off to a hot start shoot 63 and you know Friday I was I was a little nervous I really wanted to follow up to 63 with a good round and and stay in contention and then and then build on that going into the weekend and and Friday I came out played pretty well I think I shot five under and that gave me some more confidence too just just to know that you know I can follow up a really good round with another good round and then Saturday I had another really good round with another 63 and that opened up a a pretty substantial lead for me. And then Sunday just, it was just trying to play solid and, and make a lot of pars and, you know, sprinkled in some birdies and, and got the job done.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, I just have to imagine that that had to have been really exciting to win on the PGA tour, obviously with being, I'm assuming a goal of yours throughout your life. And then you get a two-year exemption, you get into other events and things like that. You know, what was, what was it like to um, just to have that, I guess that, um, that certainty or that clarity that hey, you know, I have I have a a place to play on the PGA Tour for a few years, and I get to play in some big events.
1: Yeah, I mean it it was it was quick, you know, it happened, and you know that got me into the next couple of weeks, and then it got me into the British Open. So it was just like a bang, you know it it you know the the switch flipped very quickly from barely getting into tournaments to basically playing into almost anything that I wanted to. You know, getting to go play in the British Open, getting to play in a WGC event in uh, Memphis. Um, you know, even even though the players got to play that first round, the players, even though the players got canceled, you know, those are big events and they're a lot of fun to play in. And, uh, you know, it's disappointing what's, you know, what's happened this year with uh, being into these events with the Masters, you know, the PGA, they're, they're getting rescheduled. But, you know, hopefully they, they turn out to be good events still, like they are you know annually you know the masters of you know i'm hoping that the fans get to come and and the event seems like the same event that it, that they produce every year in april but we'll see you know and with this uh sure. coronavirus going around we'll uh you know it's just kind of waiting around to hear what's going to happen next
0: yeah none of us really know so i guess we just kind of gotta do our best with that Yeah, exactly. i want to bring things i want to bring things back a little bit now i'm curious you know, back in I think it was 2012, you um, gave up golf for a little bit. I'm curious what what caused you to leave golf during that time, and you know what then I guess ignited you to to get back into it.
1: Um, you know, I was just a little burnt out. I just I think I went to first stage. I think I made it for through first stage, get to second stage, and and missed by like a couple shots, and was just really disappointed. And you know, it had been years. In years of not making it through, you know, first year, second stage, you know, other than my first year out of college, I made it through fairly easily. And then it seems like every year that you play and you miss, it just becomes harder and harder. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was mainly out of the, the the brief, you know, break that I took from golf in 2012 was mainly a little bit out of frustration, just needing a break and a little bit of tired a little, you know, tired of the grind of of playing and practicing all the time. So I decided to take a break and it lasted maybe, maybe, I don't know, five, six months and did some real estate stuff. I'd always had my real estate license. I got my real estate license in I think like 2008 or nine. So I just decided to do a few things in real estate and and take a little break from golf. And and it was nice. It it really kind of made me realize how much I love competing, getting out and practicing, feeling like I'm getting better at golf. So it kind of brought me back to to where I needed to be and, and get into a better mentality to realize that, hey, you know, getting to play golf every day and uh, getting to do it for a living is, is a blessing. And it's something that I really missed just after a short five or six months. So I got back into it pretty fast.
0: Sure. I'm curious, what was that first event like when you had that layoff from playing, you come back and you play in a mini tour event, you know, what was that like? I mean, did you, did you, you know, did you have some serious doubts when you were playing in that first event or or what was that like? Um, you know, I think
1: probably more, I want, I want to say it was more excitement to get back out and play. Um, you know, I, I love growing up playing sports my whole life. I love the competitive aspect of, of all sports and, and golf, especially, but you know, I think I was just ready to get back out and and compete and 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 I, I think I was like I said, I think I was more excited than anything. And I don't know about how much doubt that I had as far as going back out and playing. I I can't exact, I can't remember exactly what my state of my golf game was in at the time when I went back out. But uh, I do remember not playing well there for a while. I think in 2012, I had switched and tried a new golf coach, and it didn't go so well. But I think I'd went back to my old golf coach when I came back and uh, it turned around pretty fast. He got me back into some good fundamentals that I needed for, for my particular swing and, and it turned around fairly fast for me. And then, you know, you had mentioned, you know, I think I went down to Latin American tour in 2014 and 15 and, and that really just kind of changed things a lot for me.
0: Sure. How, I'm curious How do you stay focused? Because everybody, we all have things that go wrong from time to time. You know, we all have challenges. How how do you stay focused when you, when things don't go the way you want them to? Oh, I mean,
1: with golf, you know, it's very rare that anything goes the way you want it to. You know, you want to play, (laughs) you want to play great rounds all the time. And it's just with golf, you got to almost just realize that, you know, you're going to have some bad breaks. You're going to have some putts that you think you make that lip out. You know, you're going to have shots that you thought were good that end up bad. And it's, it's a frustrating game. It really is. But um, you just kind of, kind of take it one shot at a time and, and refocus on each shot. And, you know, cause one good shot can make up for one bad shot or, or something like that. So, but, you know, I think it's, it takes, it's, it's taken me some years to realize some patience and, and um, kind of let golf come to you and just go out there and play and don't worry about so much of results and, and, you know, what other people are thinking, what you're thinking, just really just try to focus in on each shot and, and hit it to the best of your ability.
0: Yeah. I think when you say that, I, I definitely think that some of my junior golfers can get, can relate to that big time. I think that I can learn from that. You know, that we got to stay patient. It's very rare that you're going to have things going right all the time. Oh yeah. Almost and never. That's just, <laughs> yeah. It's so true. So, uh, you had this, so you had this huge comeback from 2000, you know, we'll just say 2012 to 2019. Right. And and, and what, what drove you to that success?
1: Well, I mean, it was always a dream to play on the PGA tour. And, um, you know, I play with, I got a lot of friends that I grew up playing with, you know, college golf and I've, I played with a lot of them and they're, you know, some of them were currently on the PGA tour or had been on the PGA tour. And some of them have won on the PGA tour and, I'd played a lot of golf with them and I knew that I was just as good as any of them, if not better. And, um, I kept continuing each year and, and, you know, each tournament and, and learning new things. And, and I felt like I was getting better each year. So it never, I never had that feeling of, Hey, this, you know, I'm not getting better. I'm not making any progress towards the PGA tour so it was just it was that feeling of you know i i still felt like i could do it and you know and then you know going back to you know 2014 like i said earlier getting the chance kind of learning more about what was going on with the latin american tour and the canadian tour learning that you can go down there and play a full season and get your it, at the time it was web card now it's the corn ferry tour but you can get your status through that which which I was looking at is hey that's huge because give me 18 tournaments to get my status on one of those tours and I I think I'm going to do it but you know you never know what can happen at Q school you you got four rounds you know you have one round where you shoot you know one or two over par which you might not have played such a bad round but you never know what can happen and you know and and that happened numerous years for me where you missed by a shot or two and and then you're back to a full year of you know Kinda of wondering what you're gonna do, playing mini tours, maybe trying to do some Monday qualifiers. So going down to the Latin right. American tour was was a game changer for me. And I'm I'm really obviously really happy and uh grateful and that I, you know, found out about it and and decided to do it.
0: Yeah, it sounds like that also just just to kind of reiterate what you said, it comes back to patience by you having more time, getting four rounds it allowed you to relax and have more patience. It sounds like when you played, um, what, what strengths do you feel like you possess or you, yeah. What what strengths do you feel like you possess from, from having this comeback, you know, from, from coming back after quitting?
1: I mean, I think it definitely gave me, you know, some resilience, some, some, uh, you know, strength, mental Mm -hmm. strength. Uh, um but uh, you know a lot of things it it gave me perspective it gave me you know like perspective on how great it is to be able to play golf each day and and you know realize that uh I'm really lucky to be able to do what I do but I mean it it gave me a lot of things when I came back and it made me realize that you know the people that have I've been around and and helped me for years are probably the people that are going to know know me the best and know what I need to continue to to grow and get better at golf. So there was a lot of factors and, and those were definitely a few of them.
0: That's interesting. So would you say, I hear a lot of times guys on the PGA tour are talking about their team. Would you say that you have a team around you?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, I definitely, I don't usually, I don't have my golf coach travel with me when I'm home. I like to do my work there and when I get back out on the road, but you know, I've been playing golf for a long time now and it usually comes back to the same two or three things with your swing for me, you know, anyway, that, you know, you work on, you work on. And, and if you start hitting particular shots, you kind of know that, uh, you know, okay, well, I'm probably doing this a little bit. And and that's something I've really developed over the years of, of traveling all over, you know, the world now and, and playing golf is I've learned my swing and I've learned most of the time if something's going wrong, I, I'm usually fairly quick to be able to correct it or work on what I need to correct it. So, you know, that's been a uh, very positive aspect of of everything that I've done. It You know, especially traveling down a Latin American tour. You know, you're not taking your coach down there. So you pretty quickly realize that, you know, you're going to have to do it yourself. So you don't have a cat regular caddy down there each week. Your caddy, you're just picking up a caddy, you know, at the local club. So it it builds some toughness. You know, I would – Suggest any young player, if they want to get better, to go down there or even up to Canada and play those tours because, you know, you, you learn a lot. You you have some good players. You know, you learn the travel aspect of golf. You, know, you get to play some great golf courses. And, uh, you know, it's the closest thing you're going to find to, you know, playing the Corn Ferry Tour and then ultimately the PJ Tour.
0: Sure. So you've, you've achieved this pretty big goal that you've had, I'm assuming in, in winning on the PGA tour, what's going to motivate you to keep having success? Um, I think, you know, I, I mean, I want to
1: become one of those top players in the world. You know, I, I got, I think I still have at least a few really good years left and I, and it's the same thing for, for me right now. It's, you know it's staying healthy i've had some problems with uh some injuries i've had four surgeries in the last 3 years so a little bit of is, is is staying healthy which you know i'm trying to do a better job of of watching my you know water intake you know eat drink more water just simple things like that working out better more productively practicing you know maybe a little less but more productively also So it's, it's, this is kind of something new that I'm having to learn with getting, you know, now that I'm 37, you know, I wasn't having these problems three or four or five years ago. So it's kind of a new, a new set of, of skills that I'm having. And then working out with a new trainer and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot, but, you know, at the same time, it's something you got to do when you start getting into your late thirties and into your forties to, to continue to be able to play great golf. But, that's you know motivating me is is that factor is being able to stay out on the PJ tour because there is no better or higher place to be playing golf than the PJ tour it's just it's unbelievable the, the competition the golf courses the way you get treated out there it's it's second to none and that's that's the motivation right there is is to be able to stay out there for another you know i'm hoping at least 10 years would be is my goal a minimum of 10 years and um You know, and then and then who knows, you know, if I can continue to stay healthy, hopefully can carry some of that into even the senior tour when I turn 50. But, you know, I think the the, yeah, the the main motivation is being able to stay out on the PGA Tour because it's it's the best place in the world to play.
0: You mentioned that one of your keys is longevity. That's one of your goals. And. You also mentioned that you have a fitness trainer. Can you just explain kind of what what is your pro, your fitness regimen like? I mean, are you you know mostly focusing on just staying healthy, or is it about building strength, building speed, all of the above?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd say all of the above. You know, you're we're working on a little bit of where I've had injuries. You know, with my shoulder, I had I had a, a shoulder surgery, so we're working on strengthening my shoulder. I've also had some issues with my uh my left wrist which you know for the last year I've or almost the year I've been taping and that that helps a lot kind of stabilize it but we've also been working on you know trying to strengthen that and, and figure out you know exactly where that's coming from if it's coming from you know because you know it's another thing that I'm learning is an injury in my wrist might be coming from my shoulder might be coming from my forearms. we're kind of with my trainer and then, you know, some PT, some PT help also from a couple guys just trying to figure out how, what is going to be the best and most efficient way to stay healthy. And then continuing those exercises that, that, you know, stretching, doing the right things to, to stay healthy, gain strength and, and feel good when I'm playing
0: golf. So, on the PGA Tour right now, if I, if I just look at your statistics, you're, you're not the longest guy on tour. You're inside of 150 yards, it looks like, is probably more of the strength of your game. Short putting and, you know, wedges from 125 to 150 yards. I'm curious, what, what do you feel like has made you successful as a golfer to this point? Is it, is it an area of your game? Is it your work ethic? Is it your mental game? what What's made you successful to this point?
1: Um, I mean, I'd say it's kind of a combination of all those factors. I'm not you know i no, I'm not the longest guy like you said, but I, you know I've been hitting the driver really straight consistently. If I miss a fairway, it's usually not by much much more than a couple yards, which sometimes on the p j tour isn't the best thing you know <laughs> it's some some courses the further you miss it, <laughs> it offline, the better lies you can get you know just from Trample Gallery. But, um, you know, it depends on the course, too. Some courses, you really got to drive the ball well and keep it in the fairway. And, you know, those that can be a strength of mine. Uh, you know, over the years, I feel like my iron play has been, been really consistent. I hit solid iron shots, control my distance as well, you know, get it on the right side of the hole. I've always felt like that's a strength of mine. And then over the last few years, my short game has really improved. I've... Um, you know, really worked on that about five, six years ago and, and continued that and really learned more consistent, better ways to chip and pitch the ball. So that's really helped. I feel like my short game is is really good out there. I feel like I'm in the top 10% out there for short game and, and, and the same with my putting, my putting's got drastically better over the last few years. And you know, I, I feel like I'm the same kind of thing out there. I feel like I'm one of the better putters out there. So you know, when you have a good short game and you can putt out there because PJ Tour is a little different than you're playing mini tours, you're not going to be hitting all these greens, you know, it's a lot harder to hit fairways and greens on the PJ Tour on much more difficult courses. So you, so you got to be able to chip and pitch and and putt the ball around the greens to uh, you know, make those tough pars. And that's sometimes what can separate, you know, a really good week from just an average week.
0: You just mentioned that you're chipping and pitching around the greens and your putting has gotten a lot better over the last few years. I'm curious what, what has allowed those parts of your game to get better? Is it some change technically? Is it the way that you have practiced? What's brought upon that improvement?
1: Yeah, I'd say a little bit of everything. Like you said, a little bit of technique I've learned to, you know, control the face more, uh, use the bounce on wedges a little bit better. Um, you know, even, you know, mentally, even, you know, have the the more I practice, the more confidence I gain that I, you know, when I stand over a shot that I'm going to be able to, to hit this shot. So I'd say there's a lot of factors, you know, getting, I've got some tips from coaches, from, from other players, from buddies, you know, on, Hey, try this, you know, and, and some of them work and some of them don't, but, you know, I mean, it can be as simple as, you know, Hey, you got, looks like you got a lot of uh you know hands you know a lot of wrist motion in your chipping you know let's you know let's use your shoulders more and that was a big thing for me learning to to chip and pitch the ball more with with my shoulders and turning my you know my upper body and chest keeping your lower body real stable and still and and that that created a lot more consistency for me and and then also you know it's a lot easier to control distance and line with that way as well so there's been a lot of factors, but, uh, you know, it's something that and I've also had to work at it a lot, too. You know, it's a lot of hours of, of chipping and, and putting on the uh, practice facility.
0: Yeah. to so just going to talk a little bit more about, you know, right now with COVID-19 and all of this, you're not able to compete on the PGA Tour. So what's what is your practice routine like right now? Are you playing more? or are you spending more time practicing what's what's kind of a daily routine like for you right now when you're out when you're out on the golf course
1: um well currently right now i've kind of just in the last week or so just kind of started getting more back into practice i've i played a few times but i kind of took a little break for there for a few weeks just cuz like i said i have had so many injuries that it was kind of nice to, to have a break and let some of it just heal and, and not do a whole lot, you know, do some some light workouts, but not much. And then and just over the last week or two, I've kind of got more back into working out a little harder, uh, getting out on the practice facility. Um, you know, usually uh, when I'm out practicing, I most of the time I'll start by just just uh i usually start with pitching you know i'll hit i don't know how many it could be 30 40 pitches to different targets different distances and for me i'm not really a, a yardage kind of guy you know if i'm hitting ai don't really know if it's a 30 yard pitch it's more I'm, i use more of a feel like i'm looking at a spot i'm trying to hit that spot with a certain kind of shot that i'm trying to hit certain you know trajectory or a low or a high one or one with a lot of spin or one that i'm you know, letting roll out on the green or something like that. So that's usually what I start with. I usually start hitting some pitches and then I'll work into hitting more full shots, hitting some wedges. Um, And it really just depends on what I feel like I need to work on. And a lot of times for me, I'm usually working on something just, you know, minor in my golf swing. I might be working on, you know, turning my hips, you know, a little better, more consistently, you know, um, I've had, Some problems with with hip turn over the years. uh, Staying in my spine tilt, which also has um, something to do with hip turn. So they kind of go hand in hand. So, you know, when I'm out practicing, I I might hit 50 to 100 balls, but I'm trying to hit less balls. I used to really hit a lot of balls quickly, and, and now I'm trying to, you know, slow down a little bit, hit less balls, try to save some energy, save my body a little bit and just do it more productively. And then after, you know, after I hit some balls for, say, I don't know, it could be anywhere from 30 to minutes to an hour, I, I'm, you know, I'm not out there grinding all day long just because I want to I get out there, do what I need to do, feel like – because you're not going to fix everything in one day. It's going to take a matter of days. Right. Can I yeah. cut you
0: off there for just one second? I want to just – I just want to touch on that point. So for the junior golfers that are listening to this, what you know what would you say to them to have more time in between shots? you know what, you 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 just mentioned that you know you're hitting less balls. Well, people might hear that and they might think what that's crazy but but really, if you can be more efficient mm-hmm. with your practice and um, and have more purpose to it, you know what what are you doing in between shots? Are you are you maybe making practice swings, or are you just just literally taking a break? Or what, what's you know what's it like in creating that space? Yeah, in well, stops? in
1: between a shot, I'm probably maybe not taking a full practice swing, but I'm I'm trying to get a feel of whatever particular mechanical uh, you know aspect that I'm working on at the time. So I might just be working on an impact position. So I'm taking the club back just a quarter of the way, and then feeling my. Um, at impact, what it would feel like in, in the full swing, you know, or junior golfers, you know, you can probably hit as many balls as you want, but if you're just banging balls, it's not going to do any good. You gotta be, you gotta be, you know, at least focused in on a little bit of what you're working on or focused in on a target or hitting a particular shot. Cause if you're just banging balls, you know, it's probably not going to do you a whole lot of good. It's, it's gonna, it's still, it's not going to hurt by any means getting more practice but at the same time you you want to you know have some focus while you're while you're practicing as well
0: right and it probably will help you ha- develop the skill better if you focus on each one exactly what you're trying to do instead of just banging shots that's kind of what you're yeah. saying yeah oh yeah for
1: sure that. and and the other thing too is you can put, kind of put yourself in the mono, moment while you're practicing if you're you know if you're a junior golfer and you're having trouble with staying focused or uh you know, staying calm over a shot. You can practice that while while you while you're on the practice facility. You know, over a shot saying to yourself, hey, this is I gotta hit this, you know, on this part of the green to be able to have a chance to make par birdie to you know, to compete and to be able to to win this tournament or, or whatever whatever you uh might be playing at the particular time. That's also a good thing to do while you're practicing.
0: Sure. Nate, I don't know if if it was this way for you. It certainly was for me. I remember, you know, as a junior, when I was say 13, 14 years old, you're playing in a tournament and you're shooting a really good round and you start to feel things you've never felt before. I mean, just extreme nerves, you know, what would you recommend in those situations where you, you know, feel the pressure, uh, in, in tournament situations, you're younger, you know, this is for our Mm -hmm. junior golfers. So, you know, for, for kids that are experiencing things like that, you know, what can they do? Is it, just maybe take a yeah. breath, what, what would you Yeah, really, people? that's the toughest thing in golf
1: is controlling yourself mentally and emotionally on the golf course. You know, there's a lot of players that have a lot of talent, but they just don't control, you know, the way they're thinking on the golf course. So I think for me, you know, I struggled with that for a long time. I Most of the time, you know, growing up in Nebraska, um, I was able to just to beat most guys but then when you get out to the national scene there's hundreds of guys that are just as good as you and you know like you said you know you get some thoughts going through your head and you get your mind starts to wander and you lose you you, know, you lose focus and you start hitting bad shots so there's there's a number of things you can do you know you you have to get into you know they talk about a pre-shot routine you know that can help uh and really I think the biggest thing for me was just you just got to let go. You just got to say, hey, I'm going to focus in on where I want to hit this ball. I want to hit it here. I want to hit this type of kind of a shot. And that's what I'm going to try to do. And once you get to that mentality of saying, hey, I'm, I want to hit this shot. And if you do it, that's great. If you don't, you go up to the next shot and try to hit a better one. So I think for me, the main thing was just kind of letting go of trying to be maybe trying to be perfect or, you know, or, or, or worrying about all the extra factors and, and all that. You just kind of got to finally say, hey, you know, this is just golf and I'm going to go out and try to hit a good shot and, and what happens,
0: happens. I think that's such a useful piece of advice what you just said right there. I think it's so common for people To try and be perfect and uh what i kind of took from what you just said is accept the situation try not to control it and just accept and just do your best what is it that you would recommend to it you know you played at a at a high level division one college university of arizona what is it you would recommend to a kid who's you know working really hard right now in high school he's trying his best to play at that kind of level What does that kid need to be doing right now? You know, a 15 or 16 year old who aspires to play at the level that you did. Uh,
1: I mean, I think practice, you know, getting the, the right coaching, you know, uh, you know, working on what we just talked about, working on the mental aspect of, of learning to play golf, learning to play relaxed golf and um, going out and not worrying about all the, uh, extra, extra factors that, that come along with golf. Because like I said, in, in reality, it's just golf. It's, you know, there's a lot more to life than golf. And, and eventually at some point, you're going to learn that. And the earlier you can do that, the better. And then also if you want to play at a high level at a, you know, a big time college, you got to go out and, and play at a national, you know, a national schedule. You just can't play in just, you know, your home state. And expect that, uh, you know, national coaches, you know, coaches from Arizona, coaches from Oklahoma, Georgia, Florida, you can't expect those coaches are going to find out about you because, you know, it's probably not going to happen. You got to go out and play in those AJGA events and the U.S., you know, U.S. junior amateurs and and make yourself known, really. And and that's what a great thing that my, my parents did for me. I mean, obviously, I was a kid. I didn't know that at the time, you know, and they were taking me to a few tournaments a year. And, and then when I got to those tournaments, I, you know, played well. And then at the U S you, you'd mentioned earlier, the U S amateur was, was really the big one for me. I think I, I made it to the final eight players and I was playing Ryan Moore and we went down, I think to the final hole and he had, you know, tons of coaches following him. And then, that's what gave, you know, that's what got me the interest from other coaches. You know, they they saw us playing and they said, oh, wow, nobody's really recruiting this kid from Nebraska. So I kind of got an opportunity through that. But uh, playing a national schedule is, is, is a really big part of, of wanting to get college coaches interested in you.
0: Something else that really sticks out about what you just said is that, you know, if you're in the recruiting process, and maybe you haven't played a lot on the national scale, but you play good in one, you just play good one time, in one big event. It can open up a lot of doors for you. So I just, I guess what I think is encouraging about what you just said is stay patient and your big break can come or your, your, you know, your, your one big tournament can happen at any point in time and that can open up lots of doors. Yeah. For
1: you. Yeah, exactly. All it takes is, you know, all it takes is one tournament and then that can build into a lot more.
0: Sure. Um, Nate, I just want to say, I really appreciate you joining me here today and going over, you know, what's made you successful as a golfer and also as a person. Um, I really Yeah. Appreciate thanks for having time. me
1: on. I appreciate it. Anytime.
0: All right. That concludes my segment with Nate Lashley. A couple things that he talked about that really stuck out to me. I asked him what, what caused him to quit golf back in 2012. And the words that he used is that he was burnt out at the time. That just tells me that all of us, you know, if we work really hard and we grind really hard and we push, 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 we're all prone to burning out. So make sure that you take care of your energy, take care of yourself and um, just reconnect with your energy and don't push too hard sometimes. Secondly, he talked about, I asked him, what, what's made him a really successful golfer? And he talked about, you know, with his, with his golf swing, he's always brought it back to just a couple of simple things. So he keeps things really simple from a technical perspective with his coach. And then, you know, the, the third thing that really stuck out to me about that segment there was you never know when a huge win can come up in your, in your career as a junior or as a, or as a professional or, or whoever. So I just want to encourage you to, to always maintain a hopeful attitude because a huge breakthrough could always just be right around the corner. So just keep sticking with things and maintain a good attitude because that big win can come up at any point in time. My last uh, The last person that I had on last week, Leo Oyo, he had a huge win out of nowhere. Nate Lashley, as he said, he, he had been playing well, but all of a sudden had this huge win and his career has taken off ever since. So uh, if anybody has any comments about that, uh, that segment, feel free to send me an email or uh, leave a comment on the social media platform where you see this. Um, I want to encourage everyone, just keep learning and keep making progress. Have a great week.